Good morning and welcome to your very exciting talk show on radio, NASCO Moments. The show is powered by your number one quality foods and household products provider, NASCO Group Nigeria. Do you know where your children are at this moment? On NASCO Moments radio show last week, we started a conversation about therapeutic injunction as an alternative to incarcerating drug users, the UNODC and ECOWAS plan of action. We discussed, among other things, what therapeutic injunction is and where it stands in the West African subregion. We also talked about the legal effect of implementing and enforcing the injunction, who is to benefit from it, and also what to look out for as Nigeria moves forward with the rest of the region to fight drug use and provide drug users with this interesting alternative. This morning, we're back with the second and concluding part of this package. We'll examine how the UNODC intends to effectively apply the therapeutic injunction and the types of consultations that are taking place amongst various parties across West Africa and other relevant issues. The program coordinator of the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, West Africa, Mr. Sheikh Toure, is here with us again this morning as our guest on NASCO Moments. I am Stanley Bentu. Please stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. NASCO Cube Sugar, another quality product from NASCO. Now let us resume our discussion today by briefly recalling some of the highlights of our conversation last weekend. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here to talk about uh, um, therapeutic injunction and also the movement in West Africa to change uh, uh, some of uh, their uh, legal um, environment to allow uh, therapeutic injunction to provide the well-needed support, uh, treatment and care to drug users because um, we are at uh, a time where there is a uh, change in paradigm where now uh, countries are becoming more aware that um, it is uh, better to treat than to punish uh, drug uh, users and there is a huge movement around it and um, uh, currently uh, under the ECOWAS uh, uh, support project financed by the EU um, both ECOWAS and UNORC are doing uh, a lot of effort with member states to ensure that uh, the UNGAS 2016 uh, recommendation to have a balanced approach, which is uh, um, uh, also providing this health dimension into the uh, drug issues, is uh, encapsulated within uh, programs. And uh, some countries are really taking headways, as you said, uh, Senegal, Ghana, and Cabo Verde, mm -hmm. in providing treatment and care um, uh, to their uh, to this population at risk. Mm. So let's take it up from there. Can you share with us what structures are already in place for the operation of the therapeutic injunction? Um, for instance, um, 
first of all, uh, as I say initially in the last uh, um, visit, um, when you have uh, the legal environment, you need to have the infrastructure to allow and the skill acquisition um, to provide that support. Uh, in a number of countries, um, already, UNODC has provided what is called treatment training. So we have a number of master trainers who are regional and who knows the principles and guidelines on providing this support. But unfortunately, in many legislation, there is the inclusion of this alternative to imprisonment, but it is not well utilized by uh, judges because they don't know or because they doubt that the health system can provide the supervision that is needed. And this is coupled with the stigmatization on drug users. Mm. So some challenges still remain to be addressed. There is the major discussion about financing. Mm. So how does the UNODC intend to finance therapeutic injunction? As uh, you say, uh, we don't finance uh, just uh, a point. Um, which is therapeutic injunction. We work uh, in a very um, holistic way um, in countries. In the context of the ECOWAS support project uh, uh, with ECOWAS, uh, the first and foremost is understanding the environment. Because without data, you cannot make the policy changes that is required, including poly uh, uh, therapeutic injunction. Uh, and then second, uh, we work on uh, drug demand reduction, both prevention and treatment. And the last, we work on supply reduction, which is all the law enforcement, uh, legislation, and um, uh, you know, uh, operations. Uh, now, coming back, um, through the three years' existence of WENDU, uh, we have now a situation on drug use in ECOWAS member states. And with that in mind, now, a number of countries are now taking the step forward, which is preparing the medical platform to receive drug users because uh, drug users are mainly our use. In some countries, we are 60% are between uh, uh, use, uh, they, they are use. And this is actually the more productive strengths for our population. So basically, there is a sensitization uh, uh, process that is ongoing to ensure that government who are responsible for this take their responsibility. Uh, again, um, a number of our drug programs are financed by the European Union or development partners together. But uh, it is also addressing threat, which is drug trafficking passing through West Africa going to Europe. The risk is not entering Europe. So there is a lot of money on supply reduction because the threat and the end market is Europe. Mm -hmm. But now when it comes to treatment, to drug abuse, it becomes internal to West Africa. It becomes internal to the country because the problem remains. If a use in West Africa or in Senegal or in Nigeria use, the problem is in Nigeria, in Senegal. Essential. So there is... So it's Fuel a, funding. it is a West African problem, 
And if West Africa is going to deal with it, then we have to look inward. But exactly how much of public funds are going to be needed to cover the financial side of therapeutic injunction? That's what we'll be talking about with Mr. Sheikh Toure, and that will be coming up right after the break. So don't go away. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine, and scent, scent, and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moments radio show, and we're discussing therapeutic injunction as an alternative to incarcerating drug users, the UNODC and ECOWAS plan of action. Our guest has been Mr. Sheikh Toure, the UNODC West Africa program coordinator. And we would like to resume that conversation by asking you, how can public funds cover the financial side of therapeutic injunction? Okay, um, this is a very interesting question. Um, I think that uh, when legislation or legislator uh, put forth a law or a proposition of a law or an alternative to imprisonment, there is a budget component associated with it, which is to make sure that this law is uh, successfully implemented. So basically there is a need for member states to understand the, uh, the, the, the financial needs that is actually uh, needed to ensure that the public fund are allocated to cover the supervision and the doctor's training and the platform, the infrastructure required for a judge to comfortably sentence a drug user for treatment. Mm -hmm. So this is an internal process that uh, countries have to go through, take that piece of legislation go to, uh, to, to, to the National Assembly, do the presentation, and also make a case of the budget allocation required to make it work. Mm -hmm. Let's find out the roles of the different partners, uh, the types and levels of uh, consultations among the various parties, like the financial experts, the health specialists, the legal practitioners, in the context of therapeutic injunction as an alternative to uh, incarceration of drug users. Yes, I mean, uh, I think that um, uh, first and foremost, we have to go from a starting point, uh, which is basically the global recognition of a needs for a balanced approach um, that actually um, give uh, this authority for countries to say, okay, um, drug users are not criminal, but they might need medical attention, they might need a treatment and care. Mm -hmm. From that standpoint, review if the law, the drug law in the country has provision for therapeutic injunction. If there is no need, then there is a national consultation that needs to happen to say, okay, we are now want to establish a balanced approach in the country and ensure that our law reflect our commitment, global commitment to ensure that there is a balanced approach. Mm. And you think that would affect the attitude of stigmatization? This is another work which will go through the sensitization, the prevention mechanisms, and also 
uh, there is a global uh, um, a global um, directive uh, of UNODC uh, campaign where we say now you know listen first listen first any drug user any drug user at some point will want to talk about to seek help will want to seek help but if you don't listen if you reject then this is the where the self esteem decreases mm. and, and this, this is this is what a creates the problem big conversation we need to have in africa because by our very culture sometimes we're not very open so at what point is a drug user considered an addict and how do you get an individual to volunteer for treatment because denial is a very major challenge even in the western world much less in sub-saharan africa i, I do agree but unfortunately i'm not a psychologist to be able to answer specifically that question but i can tell you based on experience i can tell you this the first level uh, is that family doesn't want to be stigmatized in the community so usually the first to know is within the family but they hide it they will take you to doctors to say that uh, you have some problem but they will not touch the issue itself saying that it is a drug issues or it is done in confidentiality until things become a little bit more uh, complex for people to address it uh, now uh, when um, in many west african countries when uh, things are out of hand usually the response up to now and still continue is to send to the mental health institution and then you have a young bright guy 18 who is hooked to uh, one type of substance who knows that he's not crazy but then there is no support system behind it so basically so it creates all we the need problem to learn the art of intervention exactly. the art of and intervention and this is critical. what uh, the treatnet uh, program of UNODC uh, provides this is what the colombo a uh, plan also provides and many african practitioners have been trained in this mm. now we'll take a break right now but mr toure when we come back we'll be examining the role of the united nations and ecowas in tackling the issue of drug addiction so don't go away brightex white detergent brightex brightex white detergent brightex for your brightest wash brightex Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from Nasco. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex for the brightest wash. This is your favorite talk show, Nasco Moments Radio Show, powered by Nigeria's number one household and food products provider, Nasco Group. Our guest today is Mr. Sheikh Toure, the West Africa UNODC program coordinator. What we're discussing is examining therapeutic injunction as an alternative to incarcerating drug users, and that's the UNODC and ECOWAS plan of action. Now based on your experience Mr. Turi mm-hmm. how would you assess the role of the United Nations and ECOWAS in tackling the issue of drug addiction I think um both organizations have uh, um a crucial role um in tackling drug use in uh, the region 
we are doing it globally because you know this is mandated um, to uh, encastigation of the two drug laws, the uh, United Nations Transnational Organized Crime Convention, as well as the United Nations uh, Convention on Anti-Corruption. So um, basically, we um, have two elements of our work. We have the normative work, which is creating global guidelines on issues related to drug abuse and others. Um, but also we have also an element of technical assistance. Uh, UNODC in general is a, a UN agency. Um, it is a UN office uh, dependent to the Secretary uh, General. And we are a project-driven organization. So what we do in West Africa, this program support request depend on the regional program in West Africa based in Dakar, Rosen, where basically we don't only have this program to address issues with member states. We have national programs and we have regional programs as this and other types of programs uh, that uh, development partners have funded for us to provide the assistance required. In the context of um, this partnership with ECOWAS in 2016-17, in the sideline of Angas, uh, the president of ECOWAS, uh, Mr. D'Souza, and our executive director, uh, Yuri Fedotov, signed a letter of agreement to tackle the issues of drug trafficking and drug abuse in the region collegially. And this is why um, we are helping member states to implement the recommendation of the action plan. And UNODC regional program 2016-2020 also aligned very closely with ECOWAS regional action plan 2016-2020. Mm. And as such, what we're doing uh, in many countries, like uh, currently in the context of the program, we are assisting uh, Cabo Verde, Côte d'Ivoire, Senegal and um, Benin to review their law. Mm -hmm. Currently, I can tell you that uh, for Côte d'Ivoire, we just had uh, a workshop with the parliamentarian because they have a very key role to ensure that there is injection therapeutic there. Mm. Now, for any program to succeed, mm -hmm. acceptability is key. What are your projections as to how acceptable this alternative I think acceptability is key. I would say not commitment, because commitment for me, I can commit to anything, but uh, if I do it, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. It is like uh, my, my kids, when they send me, oh, dad, I want this. I say, yes, I commit to buy it to you, but when I will buy it, it's a different question, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas what we really want from member states is to take ownership, because this, is, this problem is affecting the most vibrant part of our population, our youth, our youth. And I'm a very, very strong advocate of youth entrepreneurship, youth creativity. So it is a moral obligation for member states to start looking at the problem, not at the emotional, historical, uh, social or whatever, but trying to get evidence base that treatment works and our youth need that protection to ensure the future of our economies. And you're optimistic that you'll find acceptance. Well, from what I have seen, the example of Senegal is vibrant. From a piece of study, evidence-based, government decision to provide something that works, and further to provide a curriculum within the medical school that is open to other West African countries to come and learn how to addiction work. I think that uh, it's a step-by-step but at some point, with the work that ECOWAS is doing, the sensitization, the advocacy that our leaders are doing, uh, most West African countries are conscious that imprisonment alone will not solve the problem. 
What are your final words on this very crucial topic? On this crucial topic, uh, my final word, I think I, I will go back to remind people that globally, for instance, in Europe, you have one among six drug users receive treatment in the West. Whereas in Africa, we have one among 18. This is a huge gap. Uh, a numbers of uh, uh, effort need to be done. And um, I think that everyone working on uh, treatment and care need to also show evidence of success that they have to help our leaders, decision makers, understand better that imprisonment alone will not solve the menaces of drug use in our societies and communities. It's been a pleasure having you on NASCO Moments radio show, Mr. Sheikh Toure, West Africa UNODC program coordinator. Your insights on the topic have been profound, and we're sure that the listener has gained immensely from the discussion on therapeutic injunction as an alternative to incarcerating drug users, the UNODC and ECOWAS plan of action. Dear listener, this is where we end today's episode of the show. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash NASCO Group. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at NASCO Group. We encourage and welcome you to freely send us your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moments radio show on our email info at nasco.net or by text through our dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Now to the NASCO Moments trivia question segment. The trivia question for this week is, which country currently holds the presidency of ECOWAS Commission? And what is the name of the incumbent president? Which country currently holds the presidency of the ECOWAS Commission? And what is the name of the incumbent president? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777, including your name and location. Last week's question, which planet of our solar system was the first to be discovered by telescope? Answer, Uranus. Winner, Matthew from Mungu. The NASCO Moments radio show has been brought to you by NASCO, and it's created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and content development, Saranu Megadi and Harun Audu. Production coordinator, Solomon Audu and Saranu Megadi. I am Stanley Benton.